Hey you, welcome to the Impactful Life Podcast. I'm Jan Ditchfield, award-winning social entrepreneur, online educator, purpose-driven business expert, and mom to a feisty girl boss in the making. Are you looking to make an impact on the world around you and create a life that lights you up, but you don't know the steps to take to get started? Trying to navigate the path to live the life you were meant to have isn't an easy journey, but it's a journey you were destined for. Each week, I sit down to share strategies, inspiration, and tips to help you develop the confidence to turn what matters to you into a business with purpose so you can make a massive impact on the world around you. If you're a first-time female entrepreneur who is looking to understand how to create a business and life of impact, then this is the podcast for you. Ready? Let's do this. Well, we made it to the end of yet another year. And while I'm recording this, you are probably getting ready to get ready for the holiday season. Uh, We are trying to wrap things up in our businesses. Everyone is rushing like crazy. I don't know about you, but I don't feel like this just jumped up at me. I'm normally very planned for my end of years. And this end of year, I was kind of like, oh, hey, it's December. So I thought that it would be an interesting conversation to have with you today to actually pull back the curtain a little bit in my own business and walk you through some of the lessons that I've learned in this last year of business, because this was my first full year operating as Janditfield Co. And it was an interesting year. It was definitely a year that was full of really great things, uh, huge blessings, huge accomplishments, but it was also a year full of things that weren't so good. And some of those things are things that I actually don't ever talk about publicly and I don't share. Uh, My team knows about them and my husband definitely does, but I think I do a really good job of not always talking about the ugly side of business or the harder side of business. And this year for me, there was a lot of hard in it. There was definitely a lot of challenges, a lot of hard. And in between all of the really wonderful things, I've learned a lot. So I thought we'd talk a little bit about that today in a way that maybe um, it might help you in your business and uh, you know moving forward as well to reflect on the things that work for you and maybe take some of the lessons I've learned to be able to apply them into your own business. So my first lesson really comes out of a place of being super uncomfortable this year. And I have to say that. I have to say that I felt like this year for me, I was working in an element in a space where I did not feel necessarily in control the entire time and really pushed into a comfort zone that I, well, pushed out of my comfort zone to be fully honest. So this year I operated as Jan Ditchfield Co. And the interesting thing that most people don't know is it was never my intention to start a business under my own name. It's something that I've been pushed to do a lot in the past, and I've always just absolutely refused to do it. I've never owned a business under my name. I have always been um, the face of a brand or behind a brand or behind somebody else's brand. And I was never the person that was like, here I am, this is me, all of me, and actually like selling myself as the brand. And one of the reasons why I've never done that is because it really pushes me into a place where my imposter syndrome shows up large. Like when I mean large, I mean really, really large. 
I had to make the tweak and I had to make the change to flip to this brand, um, not because of design and not because it was anything that I had strategically planned, but because I had to react in a situation and make a decision that was going to be best for my business. And being that decision became Jan Ditchfield Co. But because it wasn't something that I really walked into thinking about it from a strategic point of view, it I wasn't really prepared for how it would look and what it would bring up for me as far as my own insecurities and putting myself out there. So everybody, when imposter syndrome shows up in your life, it kind of takes different forms for everybody. And for me, it always shows up under the fear of not being likable, like that people are just not going to like me. And when I operate with a brand, I never worry about it. Like I I honestly have never worried about it in business before this year because I don't need to worry about, you know, if you're not going to like a brand, it's just a brand. It's no big deal. It's not me personally. But this business is me personally. And it's been really difficult to be the face of something um, in a way where I'm so public facing. Like I talk about myself more and I show my family more. And I, heck, I did a podcast with my husband talking about what it's like to be married to an entrepreneur when you're not an entrepreneur. And so having to get on lives constantly and having to, um, show more of me and show more of my vulnerability and doing all of those things was really hard for me. And I started the year in a place where I put on a massive facade. Like I was like, I'm not going to show me. I'm the the raw me and all of me. I'm not going to put myself out there. I'm not going to be that vulnerable. I'm going to come out and I'm going to situate myself and position myself as the way I want people to see me. And even if it's just a little more polished than what the real Jan is. And I did start it that way. And I started my year that way. It was very polished, that brand. Um, everything was very much very calculated. And it was really 100%, if I'm being honest, coming from a place of trying to protect myself. So that while I was out there and suddenly like, you know, hello, I'm Jan Dishfield. It was not really all of Jan Ditchfield. It was just kind of the stuff that I wanted people to see. And so that started to not serve me very well. And I talked about this before on a podcast. And if you're one of my students, you know that I talked about this pretty openly with you as well. But if you're new to me, it didn't serve me well because it really started to manifest itself in my body in the form of stress. Like my stress levels were really, really high for most of this year. And my anxiety got high as well because I felt like I was constantly living in somebody else's skin with almost everything I did in my business as far as like the marketing of it, like that face forward marketing. Like if you go back and you look at like scroll down, if you to the early days, even on Instagram where everything was really kind of professional and it was very polished and it was very, I want to almost say stilted in many ways. Like I was holding myself to something and I was having anxiety attacks like crazy this last year as my anxiety has been really high, which is something I don't publicly ever talk about. I wasn't sleeping well at night. I was over obsessing about all kinds of things that were happening. And it really came out like, when I had to sit down and I had to deal with it because it got to a point where I had to, I was like, I can't keep operating this way because something's going to give. And when I sat down and looked at like what's causing all of this, it came down to the fact that I 
wasn't showing up as me. And that was causing me to be a lot of stress. But I was also stressed about showing up as myself and whether people were going to like me or not. And that reality of running a business especially when you're being, again, so vulnerable in what you do and you're sharing so much of yourself and you're putting yourself out to the world and people are going to judge you. Like you will be judged uh, whether you want to be or not and whether people are like, oh gosh, no, that never happens. Of course it happens. We all know it happens. But learning for myself, learning how to live with liking me and not worrying so much about what other people thought of me was a big learning lesson this year. And I think that that's something that I really wanted to share with you is that you need to keep showing up for yourself and your business, even when you're scared to do it. Because I was really scared to do it this year. I was even recording this podcast. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to talk about this, but I'm talking about it because I know that I'm also not the only person that worries about these things. I know that I'm also not the only person who kind of, you know, gets on camera and is like, you know, oh my God, the eyeballs are looking at me. And do I sound like I don't know what I'm talking about? Because I know what I know. I do know this. I know this totally. But the fears and all of the things that start raging in your head, again, especially when you do what I do, where I'm really trying to build relationships with my students and people to come in and trust me enough to be able to bring their dreams to me and let me help you shape that. You have to kind of like me to a certain element as well, right? You have to trust me. So that piece about showing up and continuing to do those things when you're too scared to do it. I showed up this year time and time and time again. And I showed up in ways that made me unbelievably uncomfortable. I have been doing reels on a regular basis. And trust me, those do not make me comfortable. Every single time I do an Instagram live, I am so deep in my head worrying about what everybody else behind the other side of the screen is thinking about that it takes all of my power to get through those. But I keep showing up and doing it because I have to do it for my business. I need to do it for myself. And I also know that if I don't show up, you're never going to learn the things that you need to learn to make your businesses better. So by pushing myself through those things that are so incredibly uncomfortable for me and learning to get past that fear of being likable or learning to to live with the fear And I think in my last podcast I did with Virginia, she said it so well, is that the voices never go away and the self-doubt never goes away. Like, heck, I'm 20 years into business and like 30 years of sales and millions of dollars in revenue at this point. So, but the, the voices are still there, but you just learn to get used to living with them. And I think that's the big piece, right? You keep showing up, you keep working through the fear and good things are gonna come out of it. So I just wanted to share that lesson with you because I know for so many of you who are starting new businesses and you're at that very early stage in your business development, the fear is real and it's real and it's valid, but keep showing up even when you're too scared to do it because the world really does need you. And the other lesson I learned, lesson number two, fully manifested itself again from that fear of likability, like that fear of not being liked. And for me, it's always shown up in my life as me saying yes to things because I'm afraid to say no. Because if I say no, then again, you know, people aren't going to like me as much. So I overgive and I, I, 
am the person that's going to buy like the biggest Christmas presents, or I'm the person that says yes to meetings when they're really inconvenient for me, or I say yes to, you know, making decisions that I, I know I don't want to be doing, but I'm like, ugh, I don't want to come across seeming like I'm not being agreeable. I mean, that's the good way to say it. So I tend to lean into things that aren't what I want to do because again, I'm trying to work my way through that fear of not being liked when I show up as being pretty firm because I am also am pretty firm. (laughs) So for me, I really got more intentional with boundary setting this year. And that was something that I put in place Probably after the first few months of 2021, when I saw again that I was doing more and more of that saying yes, instead of actually sitting down and saying, does this serve me? Is this actually going to say something that benefits me or am I just benefiting the person at the other end of this conversation? And I started leaving situations and starting to change things in my business that I probably would have ignored in the past. Instead, I decided that I was going to get really firm with those boundaries. So I stopped relationships that were not, again, useful to me. I stopped relationships that were not going to be the right ones. I stopped partnerships. I left a coaching program that just great program, but not the right fit for me. And I got more uh, intentional about what it was that I needed in my life and what it was that I needed in my business and also stopped feeling guilt when I said no to something. And so the big thing that I said no to, I would say this year, my biggest boundary was having other people tell me how I should be running my own business. And I know that sounds really strange because you come to me to learn how to run your business. And I spent a lot of time with my students telling them you know, or talking to them about how they should be running their business. But I also feel that I'm very much with my students at all times say, you need to be true to yourself and true to your vision and true to your goals, not true to someone's else, someone else's vision of you. And that wasn't showing up in my business that way. I was getting far too much of other people telling me, you should be doing this. You should be doing that. You should be focusing on this. You should be focusing on that. And it wasn't what I wanted to be focusing on. It wasn't the type of um, clients that I wanted to be working with. It wasn't the the students um, that I wanted to attract. It wasn't the problem that I wanted to solve. It was someone else's version and their vision of my business because it would have brought them success in their own. So this year, I think my second lesson really comes down to learning to say no to what doesn't serve you or your own goals in your business and learning to say no without feeling guilt about that. Because I do like a really hard thing for me this year was having so many people coming to me on a regular basis, asking me if I would do private one-on-one coaching with them. That I get asked that question more than any other question in my business. Like, and hands down more than any other question I get in my business is, would you do one-on-one coaching with me? Would you coach me privately? Would you work with me privately? And I get told by other people that I should be doing that in my business. And I have held firm 
all year long and will continue to help hold firm to my answer to this is no. I I don't do one-on-one work. I will never do one-on-one work. I have no plans on introducing one-on-one work. I know it serves other people really well in their business, but it doesn't serve me and mine. It isn't where I want to be. It isn't what I want to be doing. I spent a career working one-on-one with business owners and I left that career for a reason. And I certainly don't want to be bringing it into my own business because no matter who, like the people who are asking me, I love them. They're fabulous, wonderful human beings. But it isn't the work that lights me up anymore. The work that lights me up is the work that I do with my large groups. I love my groups. I love the energy of my groups. I love my students. I love my membership. I love having that opportunity to come in and also teach so much in real time. Because for me, it's really important to show up in real time for my students and be able to see people build community with each other. Because I think we need that more and more and more now than we ever have before. So going into that world of really isolated teaching and going back into the space that I used to inhabit, it doesn't, it doesn't serve me. It doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't serve my future. It doesn't serve my goals. Would it make me money? Of course, it would probably make me a lot of money. I know it would make me a lot of money, but not everything has to be based on that. I am the big believer that if you can't align your passion with your profit, then it isn't something you should be doing. So if you're just making decisions because it's going to be making you money in your business, I would question whether they're the right decisions for you to make. And if you're just doing things in your business because it lights you up, but you're not making any money, I would also question whether that's the right decision for you to be making. You need both. You need them both. You need to align them both. And for me, this lesson that I learned this year about saying no to something that doesn't serve my goals was a good lesson to learn. And one that I hope that you'll think about and start putting in place with your business, because I'm definitely going to start talking about it more with my students to help them be able to make sure that they're doing this for themselves as well. So they can feel really good about who they are at the end of the day and moving forward with their own dreams and their own goals. And my last lesson that I really had to focus on this year was a biggie for me. And this one definitely came from working more internally with my team. Um, I love my team. I am so blessed to be working with Kathy and with Kathleen. They're wonderful, wonderful people. And we work really intimately together behind the scenes. And I think, again, what I do behind the scenes with my team isn't something that I talk a lot about, but it's very much where the strategy lives in my business. And I am remarkably strategic in driven by strategy in almost everything that I do and making those big decisions and how I want the business to to look and run and feel is very much driven by has been driven by this need to control um, and have everything perfect. And I had to really sit down. It was my team that really made me do this this year. And they really made me sit down and think about Jan. Does it need to be perfect in order to get out there? Like, do we, are we missing opportunities by not, like not letting good stuff get out the door because we're so concerned about having it to be great. And so this year was a lot of me focusing less on that, like 
setting that bar so, so high for myself and my expectations so high that it has to be A plus work all the time or else we're never going to do it. And instead, like letting some B plus stuff go out the door and letting it start to just kind of get better on its own. And as we put it through and we, you know, we teach it a few times and we perfect it a little bit more and it gets a little bit better and it gets a little bit better. And that, you know, my B plus might be somebody else's A plus. So saying that it's okay to just let things be as they are and stop focusing so much on those heavy intentional goals. Actually, this last launch, this past launch that I did with Impact Business Academy, it was the first launch that we did with the new program. And we went into that with only one goal. We actually didn't have a financial goal set against that that launch, which for me is unheard of. I set goals for everything. So walking into that, that for me was very intentional of saying, I'm not setting a financial goal against this launch. What I want to set instead is a a goal of customer experience. I want students to come in. I just want to love on them. And if we get one student or we get 13 students, is what we ended up with after the launch was done. I'm going to be happy no matter what, because I want to have people come in and be like, holy geez, that was the most incredible experience ever. And I wanted that focus to be on making them feel so fantastic, more than it being something where I had to have this perfect launch in place with all the perfect goals and all the perfect metrics and all of the perfect everything. And I quite honestly say, like we came out of that launch on the end of it. And on the back end, I said to my team, we sat down and we were like, this was the best launch we ever did. And it was, it felt so good. Like it felt so good. And it felt so good. We're doing it again in January when we start the boot camp up again, where we're walking in there and we're just gonna love on people with no expectations of perfectionism. I'm gonna like if I make a flub on video, I'm gonna make a flub on video. You know, I'm I've stopped doing heavy editing in my podcast. I don't script myself as much anymore. Every now and again I might do a scripted episode, but like today. This isn't scripted. This is me showing up as me and not worrying about everything being perfect, but instead just worrying about things being really good. And that's the last lesson I wanted to share with you because I know that that's holding you up too. And it holds you up from taking bigger risks and it holds you up from showing up in ways that can be really impactful and really beautiful and really wonderful because it doesn't need to be perfect to be great. And I want you to think about that in your business as well. It doesn't need to be perfect to be great. You will get better and better and better at what you do the more you do it. So lean into the flubs, lean into being you, naturally, authentically you. Lean into the fact that you're still figuring stuff out and you are going to fail. You, my friend, will fail at things in your business. But you also will blow things out of the water in other areas. And for every failure, there is a fantastic lesson that comes from it. And I had a lot of failures this year. Like if I look back, I was like, there were a lot of things that didn't quite go the way they were supposed to be planned. But I also had so many things that I look back on and I'm like, I am so proud of what this year looked like. I am so proud of what we accomplished as a team. I'm so proud of what my students accomplished for themselves. 
And I'm so proud of what we're walking into in 2023 because of all of these lessons we've learned. So as you're getting ready to move forward and as you're goal setting for your next year, which I hope you are, I really also want you to think about the lessons that you can take from this past year and how you can apply them to the next one to be even better and be stronger and be richer and be more passionate and more fearless and more strategic in what you're doing. You are going to nail this coming year and I know I'm going to as well. And I hope you'll be there again with me as we move into an exciting year of new podcast episodes. And I have some really big names joining me this year and I can't can't wait to share them with you. And I have three amazing boot camps that are going to be coming up this year as well. The first one is starting in January and the wait list is open right now. You can grab your spot on it. If you've never experienced my business idea boot camp, I would totally invite you to join me. It is awesome. It is awesome. And again, it's a place where I just love on you and your ideas for a whole month and give you all the help in the world you need for free. So you can get your business from zero to launch. Or if you already have a business, you can figure out how to make those tweaks to really get it moving in the right direction. And you can check that out at janditchfield.co forward slash bootcamp and learn all about it and grab your seat there. And the most important thing, I think the thing I'm most excited about this year is getting to know you more and getting to know more about what I can do for you, both on my podcast, but also in what I teach to help you be able to move your business where you want it to go. Whether that's figuring out how to run it as a mom, whether that's figuring out how to scale it and grow it, whether that's figuring out how to work through your mindset so you can be more confident in what you do. And whether that's you asking me, Jan, like, can you share more real stories about what you've learned and the things that you have not done so well in the past and the things that you do really, really well that you could implement in my, I could take and implement in my own business. Just ask me, hit me up in my DMs, send us an email, leave us a comment, leave us a review on this podcast, share this podcast with a friend as well, who you know, who might be struggling a little bit in their business and needs a little bit of a boost. Um, That's my goal. This is my goal for 2023 with my podcast is to create um, my love affair for you. This is the way I can express how much I love you, how much I appreciate you and value you and be able to share with you the things that are going to be able to light you up and help you on your own path and things that have come from my own lessons of 20 plus years doing what I've done. So my friend, that is it for this one. I know as you're rolling into the holiday season, I wish you nothing but the best. I truly hope it's going to be a year where you get some time off with family, no matter how that looks again, as we're walking into more restrictions and more stress, but no matter how that shows up, I hope you take some time to sit back, lift a glass to yourself and be really, really proud of what you've done this year. I sure am proud of you. I hope you have a great one and I'll talk to you again soon.